Welcome back, friends. As I said, start with self-love podcast. This is Lourdes Yvette, your host. And today, May 22nd, 2023, is my mom's birthday. She's turning 74. And in a few weeks, my sister is going to turn 50. And of course, I love numbers and I love calculating everything that I can calculate. <laughs> I figure out that she had my sister when she was 23 and then she had my brothers when she was 19 and 20 and then she had me at 26. It hit me like, oh, we all had different versions of mom <laughs> because she was a teenager for my brothers and then she was a mom with two kids uh, when she had my sister and by the time that she had me, she was 26 with three kids. <laughs> so I have a whole different version of her. And today interview, I have my friend Bonnie and we talk about how each kid is different in learning and it's different moms and different stages and we all can learn so much from each other and we talk about how we can manage and handle and navigate our different stages as moms and women and how to help our kids build confidence so let's hear it Bonnie, I'm so excited to have you here today with us. Podcast, welcome. Uh, this is my friend, Bonnie. She is an amazing mom, an amazing business owner, and so much fun, all about creativity and building confidence, and I love that. Seriously, I got you here because I love that you help kids build in confidence. As a mom, I am all about that. For our girls, I'm, I I deeply think, and this is one of the reasons that I got this podcast going, because if we work with the kids, um, building a confidence, we can we can change a whole generation of kids growing up, and that's how you how you change the world. Like people think, like, oh, I just have one kid, like that's not gonna make any difference. But if we change all these kids, this is a whole new generation of confidence people. So anyway, I'm gonna let you introduce yourself. And tell us who's Bonnie <laughs> and what is your mission in this world? Thank you so much for having me. This is um, an honor and a pleasure for sure. And yes, um, I am a, a wife and a mom and we have four kids. I have recently started a business. Uh, actually, we just celebrated our second anniversary for our business. And uh, <laughs> yes, we love to... Yeah, it's so exciting. It has gone by so fast. We just love sharing the importance of play and what role it has in building our kids' confidence. We just love sharing that with people and sharing different ways to build in that, that playtime and educational toys and even gratitude, yes. you know, is so important and how teaching our kids to, to give gratitude and give thanks and to the the loved ones in their life will build their confidence you know even connections the connections with their loved ones with their parents with their teachers with their siblings and friends all of the things we do help foster those connections and it is something that we love to do yes on what stage of your life do you realize that this was your mission and this is something that you want to help other parents to do what was the the tipping 
Yeah, well, I have always loved working with kids. Uh, we're a homeschool family. I went to school for to, for biology to become a pediatrician, believe it or not. Oh, wow. And, you know, life kind of, life, yep, yep, life took me in a different direction and, you know, raised a family. And it was really after our kids were a little, were older, and I was able to have a little bit more focus time on, on, you know, kind of what I felt, what I felt my mission was. So as my kids got older, it kind of just nagged at me a little bit as far as, you know, how can I help? How can I really do this? How can I help kids? How can I help families? And this opportunity came, came my way and I jumped on it. You know, it was just, um, it's been, it's been fun. That's amazing. And as a homeschool parent, do you follow certain curriculum or certain practices that, that you notice that your kids were more confident and they were more attentive or they got more attention on what they're doing? Like, what was the trick that you used or what did you discover on all those years that works? So believe it or not, so it's really, it is, it's definitely a balancing game because, you know, with homeschooling, you just, I grew up in public school and so I grew up with one certain way of kind of learning and yes. so homeschooling opens up a whole nother whole whole other way <laughs> of thinking and so I'm constantly telling myself it doesn't have to be the way I grew up it doesn't have to yes. be the way I you know um it it's totally and every kid is different so yes. you know with the four kids they all learn completely different what really helps them is hands-on hands-on learning things yeah. that they can kind of get messy and dirty with and uh-huh. you know stuff spread out all over the kitchen table and <laughs> you know and field you know and field trips and going out you know not sitting in the classroom for yes. for many hours a day and and I had you know I had three, I had three boys and one one girl and mm-hmm. you know they were all very active and yeah. so you know to get them to sit down for hours was not Mm. not the way that it's designed yes (laughs) that's true I had one of yeah so what I mean one of my kids was you know for for meal times would actually like sit and crouch would not sit in his chair would kind of crouch on his chair like on his feet and (laughs) you know it was just he just needed to move he just needed to move and so homeschooling allowed us to to be able to foster that you know so but the hands-on learning that the you know I have a lot of reading of course uh, the hands-on learning really was was valuable to us, and I could see them enjoying learning at that point. And that's, that's when it was really it made it apparent how important that was. Yes, and and it's a it's a internal growth and and change and shift that you have to do with yourself because we are conditioned at, as you say at one one way of learning for you to what. What do you do to switch that, to turn that off and let and open up to another possibilities? How was that process for you? Yeah, it, it took time and it's consistent. <laughs> Even now we're on our last mm-hmm. kiddo, he's 14 and it still, I have to remind myself, you know, he, I have to make sure that I introduce opportunities for him the way he learns best. And, yeah. you know, even that's him driving his learning. You know, what do you want to, you know, how do you want to learn this? This is something we're studying. You know, how do you want to learn it? Oh, and it really, it gets, yeah, it gets them to to really open up and 
see the possibilities for themselves. And it's it's been wonderful. That's very powerful because and then you're you're teaching them to make decisions and, and first know themselves, dig deep of how how comfortable and how much they like to learn and then making the decisions and then see how it works. Like that process alone is huge for for helping them going out in the world because one thing that I notice and that I want to you know contribute to change is that kids graduate and myself included from high school and we don't know how to make a decision I couldn't make a decision on what I wanted to 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 learn on on, on college like what like I was I graduated at 16 and I was like oh it, it was because I was 16 and I didn't know but no, that that's something that go across the board. Like kids at eighteen, they 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 cannot make decisions because they didn't learn that at school. Like everything is because I say so and because this is the way it is. Now I'm so glad there are possibilities. I cannot homeschool, and I say, hey, you don't have to homeschool because I can. <laughs> but my kids are in the school that they're open. And to yesterday, like Brie was asking me for a wobbly wobble stool and I was like what is a wobble stool <laughs> and she's like oh my friends have them and you can take it to school and I was like what you can take it what so I bought the wobble stool because she was insistent and persistent so I get it and yesterday she's like I'm gonna take it to school and I was like we have to talk to the teacher I don't know if you can take it yeah the, the teacher have one so apparently in her classroom the kids can bring different kind of shares and all of them and choose this wobble stool that they can move and help them with the core. Yes, like a flexible seating. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So so this school allows them to to have that difference. And that's fantastic. That's yes. so great. Yeah. Fostering that is fostering this what they need. Absolutely. That we need so much more of that. Absolutely. Yes. And they approach each kid on their on how fast they are going, like they evaluate each kid individually. My daughter, for example, reading, she's in first grade now, she's seven. In the conference, uh, the teacher says, like, I test her of the, you know, the benchmark for second grade, and she did all of them. So I test that for the benchmark of third grade, and she did them. So I test that all the way until she didn't and she went all the way through three words to reading three words of fifth grade and like six or seven on, it's supposed to read like 10 or 15. She knows that she has to, she give her more than other kids that doesn't like, you know, it's not one, one fit for all. So I'm very grateful that we're able to take yes. it to, to that kind of private school. Yes, because once they start to get bored, yeah, you know, if she's not challenged, go. she's going to start to get bored and then she's going to think that school is uh, is awful. She's going to be miserable. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. So for people that cannot homeschool and cannot have kids in private school, you have tools to help them do this stuff at, at home. Can you Do you want to talk more about that? Well, yes. My business per se, we focus on the younger grades, like ages three to six, we really help to foster the the hands-on learning, the, you know, using manipulatives and using things that kind of represent 
those ab, what we might call abstract things. And we really just want to encourage play. And so our things really, you know, make learning fun, whether it's a math game or, you know, whether it's using our, our rainbow counting bears and <laughs> showing them, you know, what the number three looks like. It looks like three of these bears. And, <laughs> you know, and then it also combines other things like fine motor skills. And those things, you know, when you're the pre-writing phase is really exercising the muscles in your fingers and in your hands. Yeah. If kids don't get those that that fine motor skill practice, mm-hmm. then learning to write will be very difficult and they'll get frustrated and angry and it'll just be a mess. You know, yeah. their confidence in themselves will go down. So, you know, our things really help with even just fine motor skill development, jumping into reading and things like that. There's things that kind of build up to those things. And our products really help support that learning to get them into that next stage of learning how to read, learning how to do math. Um, We also have items that are for, you know, creativity. And we've got these wonderful coloring pages that are personalized that have their name on them, something that they can display in their room and help them build their confidence and be like, I did that. I made that. There's our names are very obviously very personal. Even seeing your name that's been professionally printed and yes. then they get to color their special poster really can boost their confidence. And it doesn't have to be something so complicated or this long <laughs> drawn out process. Yeah. These simple activities. And, you know, one of our math games is actually for, has like 16 games in it that wow. it, it suggests. 16 games and that's just what it suggests then you can make up (laughs) things as you go it goes from ages like three to eight so even something like that can be used for different all of your kids if you have kids between three and eight this one game can work between these all these age ranges and they can the kids can play together so they're also you're also fostering their sibling relationship again that helps build confidence the more of a stable relationship you have with your family the higher your confidence is going to be and you're going to be able to just go so far yes that's really what we really enjoy that's so good what would you say for parents like how important is for us to sit and play with them um, because we are usually uh, on the run or doing or busy or watching our phones or, you know, and how I want to encourage them to carve time. Like, what is the importance for us to share those play, play times with them? Yeah, really good question. Um, you know, yes, it is so, it is so important. Is it hard sometimes? Yes. Um, mom of four kids, twins <laughs> in the middle. I remember, you know, for probably, you know, eight years, just sitting on the floor. Like, <laughs> I barely sat on the couch. Yeah. It was just playing on the floor all, for years, years. <laughs> and so, you know, and then with the twins crawling all over me, and sometimes oh. I would just be like, I just need space. Just, uh, I just, I just give me some space just for yeah. a moment. Oh man, I, to get back those moments would be amazing. Like I, I mean, 
the playtime is mm-hmm. with your child is really important. Um, it doesn't take, it doesn't mean hours, you know, of yeah. your day. Um, but what I do recall, I do recall, you know, those days where I felt like I had so much to do about laundry, the grocery shopping, yeah. the, you know, the cleaning, the whatever it was. Yeah. I remember that being like feeling so busy, kind of pushing the kid, you know, go, go, go play, go play, go play. Mm-hmm. But they'd be clinging to me and clinging to me. And then I remember the times when I would go sit with them, play with them 15, 20 minutes, get them set up with something or put out some things for them to play with, to choose from, get them started. And then I can say, okay, mom has to go and do X, Y, Z. So you guys play and, you know, and I was able to step away. They weren't clinging to me, but I started but I started out playing with them, you know, but I saw it was fostering that connection and then was able to set that boundary and be like, okay, this. Yes. And they were fine. And yeah. I was like, why don't I do that more? Often? <laughs> Before. <laughs> I should have saved hours of clickiness <laughs> if I just give them 15 minutes. <laughs> I do, rec- I recall that very distinctly, like making that connection, like, ah, I get it now. That connection, that fostering, that play was really important and important for the connection between the parents and the kids. And then you can go on with your day. That's great advice. Exactly. <laughs> and, and then we, yeah. we don't have that stress. That's great. Thank you. I'm going to try to do that more often yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> so as, as mothers, how do you balance... Uh, to take care of yourself and take care of your kids, especially if you're homeschooling, because the time is more constrained yeah. in a way. Yeah, sometimes I feel like I'm on 24-7. I mean, mm-hmm. there is definitely a balance and realizing that there are also seasons, you know, there's seasons of busy, busyness and there's seasons of kind of calm, a little calmer period. But um, just recognizing when you need to take time out for yourself mm-hmm. is important. I recognize that I probably didn't recognize this for many years, yeah. but and I wish I would have earlier. Mm-hmm. But recognizing when I'm starting to get anxious and stressed yes. is when is my like warning sign that <laughs> I need to I take a step back, yes. I need to breathe. Yeah. And I need to take some time out for myself to figure out to just to actually to not think, yes. <laughs> you know, to not figure out anything. Yes. To not think and to just and to just be, and then I can kind of go on with the rest of the day and the rest of the week. Um, yes. But yeah, balancing it is hard, but it's recognizing when you need to take when a step back. And point. Yes, we. Uh... Yeah. My husband and I, we have, I don't have to tell him anymore that I'm about to reach my, my limit. It's like, okay, go take a break. I, I am sensing that you are reaching your limit. I get them. You go and take a breather and I go and read or take a bath or, or, or do whatever I have to do to, to come back to myself. And then same with him. I was like, just go down to the basement, go play with your Legos. <laughs> I got the kids and we we had uh, dancing because uh, you cannot let the, the water to boil. 
because it's it's not going to be good for you and it's going to be good for the kids because we all have it i mean we are we are moms and we are women and we are super uh busy and and we need to recognize that that tipping point so that's good do you have any no a routine or something that you do daily that helps you be calm or or grounded or come to yourself or some self-care routine or you just go by by the day well so yeah i do have a, a couple of routines well so it definitely depended on what season i was in mm -hmm. um as a mom you know when my kids were younger it was i just need a bath I just was, I loved my dad. It was like yeah. just those 15, 20 minutes of like no kids knocking yes. on the door, no kids <laughs> reaching under the door, you know, trying to get in, yeah. um, you know, so that was that, you know, and then as I got older, as my kids got older, it was, I don't get older as my kids get older, <laughs> right? Thank um, you. We <laughs> um, <laughs> it was, you know, going for a walk and just yeah. listening to my music and just going for a walk for myself and then at this stage of my life when my kids are um, older now I enjoy I enjoy crocheting and making oh, things yeah. because I was able to I was able to learn a new hobby yeah and that has been a wonderful kind of meditative space yeah and I realize when I don't see that I do start to get a little, a little anxious and, and stressed. And so uh, I've got to go make something. Yes. And it's such a good stress reliever. It is therapeutic. You know? so, I love it because it takes your mind to the yeah. present moment because you have to be alert and aware of each stitch. I didn't realize that until I keep learning more about you know, um, mindfulness and, and the present moment and not worrying because worrying is when you are in the past or when you're in the future crocheting is amazing to keep you in the present moment and and take your brain out of the worriness so you pick up an amazing hobby yeah I'm very thankful for it for sure yes and it, it really does I I definitely notice the difference and I yes I'm very thankful for that that is amazing so what will you say to a woman that is overwhelming and that is like when I was a first mom I was like running like a chicken without a head because I, I was trying to do everything to focus on the on the girls and then when I have my second child I got postpartum depression and and I lost myself and I had to go to therapy for a year there are a lot of moms that lost themselves in in motherhood I don't know if you are experienced that or but what would you say to a woman to come back to their to to herself what what can she do to find herself again I definitely I'm really glad you asked that question um, because this is something that is so important and I think so many women have this um, suffer from this and don't even know it. Yeah. Um, you know, it can go on for years. I think, yeah, putting awareness to that is is so important. I would tell I would tell this this mom, I would tell them you are loved. I would tell them to don't give up. I would tell them what I think is really important is surrounding yourself with supportive people. Yes. 
whether it's family or friends. Something that I've learned throughout the years is a supportive group is so important. And even just recent for me with my business, um, I have two wonderful business (laughs) groups of ladies who are so incredibly supportive and I have not felt that much love from people in a very long time. And they they are what keep me going. So a support, a supportive group of people, group of friends, is what I would say yes. is, is something that is, is invaluable. It can make all the difference. It is. It is. And I remember when I was, when I had first, my first daughter, I didn't even want to leave the house. And it's, it's like some instinct. I don't know that, that you isolate yourself from the world. And you think that you're doing the best for your kids, like, because I was like, no, no, I, I cannot have friends. I cannot go out. I cannot do anything because now I have a child. <laughs> that community, as you said, make the whole difference. Because when I open up to more people, first you realize that you're not alone, that whatever you feel is not only for yourself. And then you got all this uh, support and all the, the, the confidence that is going to build up as a mom because we like they didn't come with a manual. <laughs> but they are moms that have gone through a lot and they can give you all their, their knowledge. Um, you don't have to figure it out by yourself. I know there's not a book or a manual on how to raise them, but there are a lot of people that have gone through it and they can help you. And it's not like you have to do it this way or this way. You can just grab all of the information and then whatever feels aligned with you, then you you can go along with that. Community is very, very, very powerful. And if we can make the awareness of somebody that thinks or that is in that space, yeah, go find your your tribe. <laughs> yes. Cause I, yeah, when I had the twins, um, my daughter was three and then I had the twins. Wow. And so three kids under three, you know, yes. going out was very hard for me. Yeah. Similarly, I had, um, we didn't have a lot of family nearby. Like, you know, they're at least an hour away. Yeah. Going out was very scary for me. And probably for that first year or two of a twins life, yeah. I didn't get out very much. And yeah, because, and, and then it wasn't until I started to make some friends in our new town, because we actually had just moved when I was pregnant with the twins. And so it was mm-hmm. a whole new community. And it wasn't until I met some friends that I started to like, oh, I, I can go I to can the store. Okay. <laughs> I still don't go to you the know, store or, with yeah. both of them. <laughs> I'm still yeah, scared. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my God, here I yeah. go grocery store with both because one run to this side and the other run to this side where yes. to. <laughs> I've been there I have been there a target aisle where did that kid go oh I had a second ago. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just to make the step one step at a time and and that will build confidence in motherhood um because we are all scary all the time but the bridge between scary and confidence is courage. Like have the courage to to jump in it, even if if I'm trembling. <laughs> I I just I just gonna do it, and I'm gonna trust that it's gonna be okay. And that builds up to yeah. confidence later. People think that they can just 
oh, I'm going to feel confidence from one night to another. And that's not happening. And they get that brings frustration. No, and it's, you're right. And it, it's, a, it's a just doing it that will also help build that confidence. Because the more you do something, the easier it will get. You know, that will, will innately help build confidence. Yeah. Yes, those first trips to the grocery store builds up. <laughs> so Bonnie, tell me one last uh, advice that you would give somebody that wants to build confidence kit. Where do they can start? It probably means having confidence yourself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> probably means having confidence yourself, modeling that behavior. And those decision-making capabilities is really important. And modeling that it's okay to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that we don't have to be perfect. So when we make a mistake, oh, shoot, you know what? Mom made a mistake. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't have done that. Or, oh, shoot, you know what? I'm going to learn from this. And it is okay yes. to share that with our kids and share that with them at a young age because yeah. they go up seeing mom or dad making mistakes and not beating themselves up over it oh, that will teach so much and we try to hide them that is many- i'm i'm so glad that you say that because we try to hide our mistake because we don't want them to think that we are we we're not perfect and it's the other way around right. like you said and i trying to, yeah. to teach that i was like oh i'm so sorry there's like, I wasn't raised with a, with parents that says, or grandparents that said that it was bad to to say, oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. Oh, that, that would be a big no-no for that generation because mm. they cannot admit yeah. they failed and they learned and it's not their fault. It's the fault of all the other generations that came before them. That was the generation that was teaching on, oh, I mean, charge, and if I if I admit a mistake, then I'm gonna lose my my control in a, in a certain way. That's not the word that I should say control, but I cannot think about the word right now. <laughs> but now I learned that I I told Bree I shouldn't say that or I shouldn't use that tone with you or I should ask you before. And she appreciates it. And she says to me, oh, thank you for apologizing, mom. That means a lot to me. And then she, when she makes a mistake, she apologizes. And I said, thank you for apologizing. I'm not losing uh, the mom role by saying that. And I'm not lowering myself by saying that. And I would love like kids that can, that knows that it's okay to make mistakes and it's, very powerful to apologize and and apologize to themselves like uh the other day my youngest uh was playing uh falling asleep and she's she's she, she, if I talk she says like you wake me up uh, can you apologize I was like, oh I'm sorry I wake you up she was awake and then she says she started talking she forget I was like oh I woke up myself I'm sorry Lexi <laughs> she, she apologized to herself it was so, That's awesome. It was so sweet. <laughs> Looking at her, apologizing to herself. And we have to grow right to admit our mistakes and apologize to others and apologize to ourselves because we, we don't apologize and we don't forgive ourselves for 
for stuff that we have done. And we carry that package all around Always. our lives. Yes. Yes. And yes. and the power it's, it's so powerful to forgive yourself. The and, and the release and the relief that you feel when you forgive yourself for something that you have done is so powerful. And if we can teach our kids to do that from a from five or four years old when they they can acknowledge bad or good. It is, it's going to be a life changing for them. So I'm so glad that you brought yeah. that one out. Yeah. It's funny. I am so extremely grateful to have you and your brain and your heart here <laughs> because I love all of them. <laughs> it has been so much fun and I am so excited for your journey. And um, yes, we just love, love talking with you. And we're so thankful for this opportunity. Thank you. Oh, so tell us uh, your website and where can we find it? I love your IG. <laughs> you give so, so much. You give so much. You are so, so knowledgeable. And you share your knowledge as confetti. And I appreciate that from you. I have learned so much to to play with my girls and I love all the things that I got from you and I'm planning to get more so tell the audience where can they find you no you can actually find us at thestupidfish.com you can kind of find out where we get our name from you can find us yes I love that about (laughs) (laughs) remind remember yes we are all about confidence and you can find us on Instagram and Facebook our handle is at the stupid fish toy shop. Yeah, we love just sharing, sharing fun activities and simple activities and just making moms, dads lives a little bit easier and a little more fun and just helping you build your children's confidence. I love that. I'll put the links on the on the show notes. I love you, Bonnie. And we will talk soon. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right, friends. Tell me if you love Bonnie or what. (laughs) I have the five giveaways from our amazing conversation. Number one, know when to take a breath and come back to yourself. Number two, sitting and playing with the kids for a few minutes can save you hours of clinging and whining kids. I love this one. (laughs) Each kid will learn differently. Ask them how they want to learn each task. This is brilliant. Number four, hands-on learning is the best way to build confidence while learning. And number five, confidence comes in small bites of courage. Love it. All right, friends, we'll see you next week. Bye.